Welcome back to the SBS Sports Talk Show presented by the Sports Business Society at UVA. I'm Michael Rockless along with my co-host Mike Popper. Will is a game day inactive tonight with a sickness, but we're going to talk about the college football playoff and go into an all 267 three-quarter review and get into some NFL predictions for the rest of the season. Make sure you listen to this at 1.5 times speed. Hit it. All right, so it is final season for those of us in college. So in lieu of saving some time, we are going to go right into our drop the mic. And uh, Mike, drop it for me. Um, so that game last night, the Steelers, Bengals, what an atrocity! Really, what? I mean, fun football to watch, but don't get me wrong, I was glued to my television. We were watching it together. Um, but really, just. Not great football, and you don't like to see the game trending to that. We were talking about it. We were thinking these teams just can't play each other. Like they shouldn't be allowed to play each other. Yeah, this would be uh, one of those divisional rivalries. Maybe would just be better off without having it at this point. Um, and that's like borderline a serious comment at this yeah. point. I mean, people are like out there dying on the field. I, I, the Shazier thing, obviously different that wasn't I mean kind of malicious but not against him Still leading with Mo- his helmet, malicious right. on his part right. but not against him but then right. you have the Juju Smith-Schuster taking out perfect and then George uh, Iloka on, yeah it it's on, ridiculous Antonio Brown just as retaliation for that yeah I mean I'm a foot I'm a big football fan oh um, wait really yeah and oh. you know I I, know that. I love the game I love uh the NFL and when people argue that the NFL has problems, and I usually just pass it off like, oh, you know, you're you're discounting it for this or that. This is, this is one. A problem. This is one of those where you, as a football fan, just have no defense. If someone just watched this game and they didn't have a great reference point for you know some real cl- clean football, like this would be a terrible. This is a terrible look yeah. for the NFL, and it's just awful that this rivalry continues to degrade to this level. Well, and the other thing is, is that the NFL is going to come out and give you know. A slap on the wrist, give these fines Already and have, punishments, yeah. right? They've given the one-game suspensions. But I guarantee you those ratings are pretty high. And I guarantee you next season there are going to be two Bengals-Steelers uh, games in primetime. At least one. I mean, at, at least one, right? They, they they eat it up. They eat up the ratings. Yeah, I, at this point, though, it is... I mean, I, if you're the NFL, I think you got to hide this these games because... During one of the injury timeouts, there is the montage of all of the rules and injuries resulting from this rivalry. You have the Carson Palmer injury, and you go down the line. It seemed like there was three or four of them. It is ridiculous at this point. I, really, if you're Roger Goodell, I think, one, you got to hide them from primetime permanently and hope that they just, they just don't meet in the playoffs with these current uh, teams and the rosters well, the they have. Aren't even close, the Bengals, so don't you don't have to worry it. about them. But at the same time, like, this is really dirty, and it's just weirdly, consistently trashy. Right. That's the thing. Is it's not like it's it's one time events. Like you can you can pull out plays from probably their last what ever since the 2015 Antonio Brown. It probably even like that, was before then that, where it got chipped. Right. Like, that's when it's when notable. Bell, when they knocked Le'Veon Bell out, that was a Bengals game, right? But it's just you can pinpoint like plays that I just did and from every single game that the Bengals and Steelers have played over the past three or four years. That's eight eight games of just consistent dirty play, and that's just something that with all of the CTE, the concussion talk, the NFL can't afford to have it. 
Um, and I hope that they make the right decision and do what you're saying and pull them out of primetime because they frankly don't deserve to be in primetime with the way that they're acting. No, it's terrible. Even, you know, Antonio Brown, who the brunt of one of the worst parts of this rivalry was in the playoffs, right. and he got injured and missed a game with a concussion. And of course, Vontez Perfect. <laughs> and of course, Vontez Perfect, you know, had reiterated that he was still faking the concussion. Antonio Brown, who's one of the one of the few uninjured stars in the game this year, seemingly, he takes a cheap shot at the end of the game right. as he catches and a then, touchdown. And then after that, all he says about Vontaze Burfick's hit is he just says karma. That's the only word he uttered in his post-game conference. He just said karma. This is ugly. I mean, this is really... I mean, He literally just said karma for a man that was taken off on a stretcher. I know the man almost ended his life. I like to be, I like to see him being you know uh, truthful, and I like I like I'm I'm glad that he's getting off of his chest what he's actually thinking because you know I hate when players give the oh I pray for Vontes when he's really like thinking about him like I am glad it happened but like that's that's pretty messed up yeah it this is it I I mean I'm an NFL fan like I said earlier and. I'm also an NFL fan. I just don't need to yeah, say it all the time. Yeah, just admit. Yeah, get that admit uh, admittance out now. Um, but like this game is bad. It's just simply bad for the NFL, and it's it's become a real problem. All right, Mike. Uh, on to something a little more tame. What do you got for me? We're gonna talk about the star of Major League Baseball free agency. Uh, I know Mike's favorite topic is baseball, so I'm all ears. Yeah, I've, uh, I've actually read about this kid. Yeah, so we're the star of free agency. Um, his name is Shohei Otani. He's from Japan. Uh, he's 22, 23 years old, and he has basically the free choice. He's not getting drafted of which team he is going to go to. He has been referred to as the Japanese Babe Ruth. He might be a two-way player, a pitcher, and a hitter. Which could revolutionize the game of baseball. Sure, maybe, yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing was all leading up to this his free agency, whether he was going, when he was going to be a free agent, happened to be this offseason. The Yankees were the front runner. People were, you know, giving him pinstripes already. First team, he knocks out of contention. Get out of here, New York. The New York Yankees. He also wiped out the Red Sox, another big market Bad team, move. in the uh, on the East Coast. And his preference, weirdly enough, is a small market team on the West Coast. Mind-boggling, but I guess the the kid just doesn't want the the big market presence, the big market media, and you know who can blame you when you're coming over. Um, don't you know, speak the language. Don't speak the language, right? I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I, I didn't really follow as much about the Tanaka deal, but I, did he have did he have struggles coming over in, in the media and stuff with his play in the big market? I'm pretty. He was pretty successful from the get go, right? Yeah, he was. And then you think back to Ichiro, who right. went to not that Seattle's a small market, but a smaller market back in 2001. And, and Ichiro had a lot of success in Seattle. There, that is a more cultured city. I think they have a nice like Japanese base there, which helped. Um, that's definitely one of the teams that Otani's considering at this point. Yeah. So, so on that on that kind of consideration point, um, where do you think he's going to go? Uh, and give me some give, for, first. Give me some potential places. Then give me your favorite, and then I'll give you my favorite, which is you know. The one bound to be right. Because yeah. it's, I, I've never missed a baseball prediction in my life. So, but come on. Yeah, so there, Why don't you try your hand at so being the guru? There's seven teams that he has meetings lined up with. I don't know if I'll be able to get all seven off the top of my head. Um, I know the Pirates, the Angels, the Mariners, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Cubs, and then I don't think the Twins were one of them. They were 
announced at one point. Um, we're looking it up here. Uh, Angels, Padres, Mariners, Cubs. Uh, this is a poor. Oh, I got it. Dodgers, Giants, Angels, Padres, Mariners, Rangers, Cubs. Okay, did get, so those. Did you get all those? I didn't have the Giants in there, oh, so that was the only just, one. So it's a West I, Coast I team. Um, so it's down to those seven. He said that he wanted to be on a smaller market team on the West Coast. That would lead you to eliminate the Cubs. Um, bye and, bye. The, and the Rangers are kind of an interesting one too. They're also obviously not, really not on the West Coast. Um, so to me, it kind of whittles down to two teams, the Padres and the Mariners. Interestingly enough, um, he falls under the threshold of an under-25 international free agent, which caps the amount of money he can make. So money is not the leading consideration for him in these signings. I think a team that makes the most sense to me is the Mariners. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I respect your opinion, but I'm just going to have to tell you that you're going to be wrong. Okay. Um, you can probably book it here. If there's odds anywhere, you're going to want to take this. Uh, he's going to the Angels. Okay, LA Angels. Fun fact about them: the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are practicing on their field this week. I don't care. Oh, well, but one interesting note: you didn't say the Padres, um, and I commend you for that because if he wants to be a two way player, he's going to have to play DH when he's not pitching. So an American League team makes the most sense to me, um, and that's I'm going with the Mariners. Ichiro's had success there. That's a pretty good team. Yeah, to, I, I totally thought about that when I was making my prediction. I expect nothing less of you, Mike. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to move on into our first main topic for this show. Juicy topic. At, this is like the fourth week in a row we're covering it. Shouldn't be a surprise to you. The college football playoff Final Four was announced on Sunday. In order, one through four was the Clemson Tigers, the NAC, the defending champions. Number two was Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. Georgia. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Georgia, and then uh, Alabama, Alabama sneaks with in. number five. Yeah, love to see it. O- and Ohio State. State and then I think six, six was, was USC. Ooh. I think it was. Yeah, USC. makes sense. Um, so that's our final four. Obviously, the big debate came down to Alabama and Ohio. Oh, six was Wisconsin. Six actually. was Wisco. Yeah. Auburn, the, seven. No, this isn't right. That. That's you got to look at the college football playoff yeah, ranking. That's right. But anyways, the debate came down to, of oh, course, right. Alabama, non-conference champion, uh, idol in week 13 or game 13 versus Ohio State, who had just won Saturday night against Wisconsin on a neutral field, came down to those two teams, and Alabama won the debate. And so what were your thoughts on that? I think it's a right choice. I think it's the right choice. I think I, I mean I know Ohio State wins wins the big the Big Ten, um, but they're losing to Iowa by thirty plus points. I mean th- that just can't happen to a team that that wants to be in in the in the um, in the college football playoff. I mean you look at Alabama's sole loss to arguably the hottest team in the country coming off destroying the previous number one team in the country away in a place that's pretty tough to play, I don't fault them for that loss. I fault Ohio State for losing by 30-plus points on the road at an Iowa team that was, meh, not, not, I know they were hot, they played well, but to me, people crying over the fact that, that Alabama didn't even have a shot to play in the um, conference championship game are overlooking the loss that Ohio State had. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to, as you said, it comes down to that Iowa game that Ohio State had. Uh, 
Obviously, the, their other loss was at home to Oklahoma very early in the season. That one probably didn't ding them. No. But then going on the road and losing to a team, Iowa, I think they ended at 7-5 and five by, you know, 30-some points. Really, they couldn't overcome that. But to me, I, I just find it interesting that they left out the Big Ten for the first time. The Big Ten has been in the Final Four every single year with Ohio State winning the first ever championship when they after moving to the playoff format. So you cut out a Big Ten team or the Big Ten conference as a whole for two SEC teams. I think that is not necessarily a questionable move, but I think that was should have been a consideration, and I don't know if that was the right move. I mean, I, look, I don't care who makes the college football playoff. If it's four SEC teams, if they're the four best teams in the country, that's who should be playing in the college football playoff. But the problem is, and this is where the committee, I think, has failed in its first, what, this is the fourth year they've done it. This is where they failed, is that they haven't made the distinction on whether it's the best teams that get in or whether it's the most deserving teams that get in. And because there's been times where, like this year, I like Alabama clearly better than Ohio State, right? right. And, and I really, and I've said this, the biggest loser for Ohio State not getting in, the team that's most upset, is probably not Ohio State. It's probably Clemson because now they have to play Alabama instead of Ohio State. But I, I think this was a case where they chose the best team where there have been times like last year, like Ohio State, who, yes, they lost uh, one game to Penn State. But, like, to me, I thought Penn State, who had beaten them and had won uh, late in the season in the championship game against Wisconsin, were more deserving. And they were lost twice early. They got blown out by Michigan. But to me, they were more deserving in the fact that they had beaten Ohio State and they won the conference. And they chose the team that they said was the best team. And I think they've done that kind but, of mixing but, and matching in just, the past. You just named two two situations that they chose the best team. Well, so I needed I need a situation where they chose the deserving team instead of the best oh, team. Oh no, yeah, I, I misspoke there. When they chose when they put Michigan State in, when Michigan State got killed by two Alabama. Years ago. It was two years ago. Right. That Michigan State team was nowhere near the top four. They just weren't. And it was so obvious and they had won that game against Iowa in the Big Ten. Um barely to get in and we would have had the same situation this year where if wisconsin would have won they would not have chosen the four best teams they would have chosen the the four most deserving teams and they would have but when it came down to iowa state versus alabama and there's a blurred line there they just went with the best team and i just think i think i I mean i think that's that's fine i think when you're when you're making a decision when there are not four clear truly clear however you want to call it, mix of deserving and best teams, then by default you should go to who is the better team. Because you want you want to try and get the four, like the best mix of deserving and best, right? But so when you have a, a blurred line, I think that the tiebreaker should be best instead of deserving. But I, I just think Ohio State, yeah, the Iowa loss is really the one that you hang your hat on. But losing to Oklahoma, at, it was at home, but that's not a huge deal. They beat Penn State. They beat Michigan State. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Michigan. That's four wins right there. That Alabama may have had one win as good as one or two wins as good as those four wins. They beat Mississippi State on the road. They beat LSU at home. Obviously, the Florida State win didn't turn out to be a great one, which is unfortunate for them. But nevertheless, it just Ohio State seemed like more deserving conference champion. Really good conference. Um, and it's not like the SEC was this fantastic conference this year. They had three teams. 
Right, but I don't think you can fault Alabama for that. I, they they cleaned up when they clean like when they played, like much like you've talked about the Eagles, right? The teams that they should have taken care of, they did, and they did it by a pretty wide margin. The only close game they had were the LSU and uh, uh, Mississippi yeah, State. LSU and Mississippi State games, which they both won. Yeah, I I just think I don't know. It's college. I think the problem, real problem that I have is, and I understand Alabama scheduled Florida State. But the problem is Alabama goes into the Iron Bowl and they play Mercer or Marist, one of these random schools in the Southeast. Like they're they're rewarding these teams that don't go out and play Oklahoma. Like Ohio State, if they don't play Oklahoma and they play Toledo and they their only loss is that one to Iowa, they're getting it. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say that. So I, I mean, to me, it's like don't schedule the really hard teams. Just play your eight or nine conference games. And then when you're out of conference games in a breeze, and then that's you know that's the best way to get in. And I don't like that. I think no, they should. I agree with that. They I need agree. to emphasize playing the out of conference games against good teams, and it shouldn't be one of those things where it's like, oh well, Ohio State had two losses. Well, yeah, they had two losses because they ended up playing a team that ended up in the Final Four. Right, but I'm not. But but what I'm saying is that like that loss is so much bigger than anything Alabama did or schedule. So, like, I, I understand the point that, yeah, Alabama doesn't – Alabama plays Mercer every year, right, the week before the Iron Bowl. Okay? Yeah, I would love to see Alabama go out and schedule themselves a, a, a good game in that week or, or move that game. Right. Like, and they, just, and they, 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 they do. do. They tried. They tried to schedule Florida State for the exact reason of trying to get a quality win on their table, on their, on their schedule. Now, so say Florida State, Francois doesn't get injured, right? Florida State's a top 15 team this year. Yeah, now now Alabama's schedule record is good enough. Yeah, right? I, I mean, it's, so how is it Alabama's fault that Florida State gets gets a, a very untimely injury, their best player goes down, and now they're suddenly a six and six team? That's not Alabama's fault. No, it's not. I think you make a good point. They I, both scheduled the out of conference game, and I, it just happens to be that Alabama's um, the way that their conference schedule works out. They have a later week that's free. Yeah, they also, in the SEC, they play one last conference game, so they right. do get that thrown in there. You know, you see Colorado State. Fresno State actually didn't end up being a terrible team. Um, and right. I mean, so, I mean, Ohio State, they played, at the start of the season, they played Indiana. I don't really know why. Nice conference game. Right, that's so random. But then it, so they played Army and UNLV, right? Florida State plays Fresno State and Colorado State. Alabama plays those two. Or, uh, sorry, Alabama and plays then, those two. And then, and then they throw in Mercer. But so you think that it would be fair for Alabama – because they play this game at this time for a reason. Because their conference, their conference ends up, their conference schedule ends a week earlier, and they schedule the Iron Bowl for the rivalry. Mm. So you think Alabama should throw in a top twenty-five team at the end of the season? That's not very fair. To I, I think I think it just makes more sense for the SEC to just go to nine games like the other conferences besides the ACC. Right, but so Alabama's but. That is something Saban actually is a proponent right. of, too. I, I just think it's they have just blurred lines, and I thought going in that Ohio State had a 50.1% chance of getting the nod as a conference champion, beating the team that was previously in the top four on a neutral field. Alabama does not have a win against any team even close to Wisconsin's ranking at number six. I don't know where Mississippi State ended up. It looks like 24th and LSU 16th. Those were their two best wins, whereas Ohio State, they did beat a Penn State who finished in the top 10. They beat Wisconsin who finished sixth. So to me, those two wins right there, 
gave them the nod. Conference championship gave them the nod. But then it's they now, lost by 31 to an argument. And that's, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, I guess the last two years, the Big Ten champion has gotten snubbed for a team that didn't play on on the last week. Yeah. I, I mean, look, we're still in the early stages of this thing, and the kinks are going to get ironed out as you see a, a pattern being set. Um, but, I, I mean, I think it was a really tough choice. And I think that either way, the, the committee could have been justified in their in their explanation. Um, I'm just excited for looking forward. Now, I mean, I think we've had, we've beat yeah. this conversation in, into the ground. Yeah. Well, one one more thing to note, or one question I want to ask you is: If Ohio State wins this game by more than six points, they win it emphatically. Do you think that they get in? I think it would help. I think I think I agree a lot. I, I think only winning by six to a Wisconsin team that everybody thought was pretty overrated. That that's tough. Yeah, I agree. Okay, now, now we've now we have officially beaten. Mike, this conversation Mike has said that we have closed the conversation, so uh, it's time to move on to make some predictions. So first game, uh, I don't know which is which. With Clemson, so the, Oklahoma, uh, Clemson, Alabama is the, the Sugar Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and, and the other one's the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is Georgia, Oklahoma. Really weird Rose Bowl, by right. the way, because yeah, usually it. the Rose Bowl it's is the, the Pac-12, Pac-12, and the, Pac-12 and the Big Ten. The Big Ten. Yeah. Man. So all right, Mike. Who you got in the championship game? Right, I guess. Yeah. Who you, who you got winning these games? Why don't we go one well, game, game by game? Okay. Sure. I got Alabama in the first game. I'm gonna go with the Clemson Tigers. Interesting. It, yeah, I, I, I think Alabama. Not that they're bad. I do think they're significantly better than Ohio State, which was not the primary argument for them getting in, in my opinion. But I think that Clemson has been so dominant in all of their games this year, besides the one that they lost without uh, Kelly Bryant. I, I like them to win. Great game, by the way. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Probably game. the best game of, I'm gonna the, be a, of the three. Oh, I don't even know when I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, gonna have to squeeze it in. Any yeah. reason you like Alabama? I think that the, that same is gonna come in with a chip on his shoulder, almost being left out. I think all the players are gonna be there. The only thing I'm worried the, the thing I'm worried about is the health of that front seven. I don't, I haven't really read much about it. But hopefully this uh, how, how many couple weeks little three calculation weeks. here three or, four three, three or four weeks gives them the time to get to get uh, back healthy because when they are healthy that is the best front seven in, in college football of course all right moving on I'll start first with the Rose Bowl um, I I can't take a Big Twelve team it just goes against everything <laughs> I believe in I don't love Georgia this year. Um, or I don't love Georgia, I should say, um, as an elite team. I watched them play against Auburn. Their defense played well. Um, good running game, good quarterback. But, you know, I, I just can't pick a Big 12 team. As good as Baker Mayfield's been, I think when push comes to shove, uh, their defense can get exposed. So I like the Bulldogs. All right, I'm, I'm actually going to take Oklahoma here. On the contingency, I read a story that this kid, the uh, running, running back, Rodney yeah. Anderson, is facing some pretty serious allegations. So my contingency is, with this pick, I want him playing. If Rodney Anderson isn't playing, I think I'm going to lean towards towards Georgia because he's a pretty big part of that offense. Oklahoma's defense has been playing better as of late, but I mean that defense was you know giving up droves, bad, droves yeah. of points. Yeah. They're the only. I think if you looked at the offensive and defensive ratings of all the teams that are in Oklahoma's defense is like by far the worst unit of any of these four teams. Yeah, well, um, I, I think I just don't see that holding. I'm a big up. Baker Mayfield fan, so. Yeah, you can get it done. Second time he's been in the playoffs with Oklahoma. All right, so we All have right, so very, we have very different finals, so it doesn't really matter who goes first. Yeah, uh, you, I'll, I'll take I'll take yeah, it. Go yeah, ahead. Go I, ahead. I, I, I'm gonna go with uh, the repeat champion, uh, Clemson Tigers, beating Georgia. They're gonna knock out a different SEC team, two SEC teams this year. 
Um, and that's that's where I'm going. ACC roll roll forward. Roll forward. I'm gonna I'm I'm on that train too. I got Alabama winning. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll there Tide. You go. They 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 outperform Oklahoma. That front seven clamps down on Baker Mayfield. Um, and Nick Saban. Uh, claims his throne. Yeah, Nick Saban. Nick Saban versus Baker Mayfield would be an electric uh, final game, assuming Oklahoma's defense can keep things in check. All right, we are now going to move into an all two sixty seven three quarters of the way review. Uh, we did this at the one quarter mark. We did this at the halfway mark, and now that we're roughly seventy five percent done with the NFL season, we're going to review our playoff picks, and then we're going to make some predictions for the last four weeks and beyond here. Uh, so Mike, is there anything that has changed in the last four weeks? I know I have one fantastic all 267 development. Um, I'm just taking a little look here. We'll stroll through my picks, my, my garbage picks. Um, no, no, nothing has changed. Um, kind of going back to the trend of just me being bad at predictions. Um, sadly, my, my NBA predictions that that I'm, I'm that I'm holding on to have been erased off the face of the earth. But Mike, why don't you enlighten us on your the greatest pick to ever touch mankind's face of the earth, whatever you want to say? It's, it wasn't the greatest pick, but it's a it's a great comeback story. It's the LA Chargers started 0 and 4 when we did this the first time. Completely wrote them off. They're surging. They are absolutely surging. They're six and two in their last eight games. No surprise, all of that following their loss um, at home, home in quotations to the Eagles. Um, and now they are in a three-way tie for the AFC West Division with the, the free-falling Chiefs who have lost that. at MetLife Stadium twice this year. Oh, I mean, that's just bad. That's really I bad. I rarely see that these days. Um, and then also the Oakland Raiders who also beat the Giants this year but are also playing terribly. So... The Chargers look like the cream of the crop in that division. Yeah, well, you like, so to, see, I like, you that like to see the way that the team is playing. I had him sneaking um, in and winning a playoff game. I'm doubling down on the Doubling Chargers. down. Doubling down, they're going to win a playoff game. Over, you got them over the Raiders, right? Yeah, the Raiders aren't getting the three they're seed. But, three but seed. if they're going to end up playing either the uh, – well, if they win their division, they're going to play a Baltimore, a Tennessee yeah, Titans. Jacksonville. A ten- I would much – they. Much prefer Tennessee Titans, but, but I think they might play a Jacksonville. I don't know. Imagine a little Jacksonville Chargers Saturday afternoon wild card. Who would have thunk it? That's a great game right there. All right, so um, moving on. Last week, um, we obviously had some really big matchups in the NFC, which we hit on in our last show. The Vikings won at the Falcons. That's the one Saints, and for me. The Saints held serve at home against the Panthers. That's which, one and one. Um, and then the Seattle Seahawks took down. The Philadelphia Eagles. That's two and one. Twenty-four to ten, and That's, we both picked the Steelers. That's three amazing. and one. Three and two. No, three I picked the Steelers. No, what? I was counting my. I don't care oh, about what oh, you did. Oh, your record is three. My record was three and one. Okay. Oh, also three to two. I did better than yeah. you in those yeah. predictions. I know. I'm pointing um, it out for the fans. I I won, guys. I won. But let's talk about that Philadelphia Eagles game, huh? Oh, love we, to. Here, here's a quote. And I'm sure, sure you're going to stand by this, um, that they played better than them from that, throughout the entire game. Yeah, so... They, you, fans, let's do a little poll here. Who do you think said that? I said it. Yeah, I'll, I'll turn myself in. Not that they necessarily played better. They There are certain areas where they outplayed the Seahawks, and they kind of 
for reasons blew the game. They out they outgained him in yardage by 115. Mm-hmm. Um, they fumbled at the one yard line. You know, self inflicted. Good play by Seattle. Um, and then of course the um, the forward lateral that looked like a backwards lateral that the Eagles didn't challenge, which was ultimately the became the nail in their coffin. I gave you a little lesson on why it looks like it was backwards. Yeah, the way. little the little physics lesson. Um, I, so, but, I, but let's let's stay on that point for a little bit. How does Doug Peterson not not challenge that call? So one thing I heard, and he made some very questionable decisions throughout yeah. the entire game, going for it, not going for That's it, why the I'm challenge that he did lost. The- it's a, it was worrisome. I'm a big Doug guy. Um, Carson Wentz, too, doesn't seem to be getting as much of the national blame. He deserves equal blame than Doug Peterson because of the fumble. Yeah. Um, he tried to he force missed- that interception. He missed two touchdowns. To, uh, the one of all people, Byron Maxwell, in the end zone. Uh, oh, the late one. It was yeah, late. Yeah, they yeah. they kind of needed it at right. that point. Yeah. But also, he overthrew Aguilar early oh, no, in the game. Really could have been a touchdown. That that and then he touchdown. underthrew him on a reception that would have been a touchdown, right. too. Um, so Carson deserves a ton of blame. I mean, I, I'm not going to shy away from, from that at all. Yeah. Peterson, too. That is worrisome. They didn't challenge it. They didn't have the right feed. The Seahawks were rushing it up. They had already lost the challenge that they should have won, but they didn't need to challenge. So there's a lot going on there. Um but ultimately, you know, those are the kind of games that a team like the Eagles were bound to lose at some point. Um, and, and I've said, you know, I think that this is a perfect time for them to get punched in the mouth, see how they respond. Big game this weekend at yeah. the Rams. And, and I feel really confident about them. I don't think I've ever felt better than I do about the Eagles than I do right now. And the reason for that is that they played much better than the score indicated, which showed me that in a hostile environment, in a big game, a couple of things swing their way and they win that game. Yeah, I mean that, that's a good um, way to frame it good, if you're an a, Eagles a fan. A good way to frame it if you're an Eagles fan, right? But uh, you gotta you gotta think that as the pressure increases, those plays don't just swing. Um, so uh, it'll be a big game this week against the Rams. I think they're um, gonna blow them out. I don't know if they'll blow them out. They're I gonna slide. I'm gonna slide to the Rams. All right. Uh, well, what line do you want to give me? Well, the Lions, the Rams, minus two. Right. So, I, I'm you're, going, real, I would, you're real confident, so let's make our I would line. do like six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, minus I mean, the Eagles, six and the Eagles should be a touchdown favorite. The Eagles will win this game by a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's we, talk about this off air because we don't want to promote gambling. Um, <laughs> or a gambling-free zone. Um, so, what the Vikings. That That's the team. So if You've we always circle, said that the Vikings are not a, not a threat. You, yeah, you are, so circling, scared of them. circling back to the problem with the Eagles losing the game is they have now lost pole position right. and control of their destiny for the number one seed. I don't love the idea of having to play in Minnesota twice in 2018, the 2017 season, being at Minnesota and having to win that and then stay there. Because the they'll Bowl. be in this in the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. I don't want them to get the one seed. I would be I, worried. I, I I think that you should be worried about the Vikings. That defense is the real deal. Uh, Case Keenum is playing somehow, playing out of his mind. I don't know. He's good. He's like good. I I am. I'm I'm done. He's good. He's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm done doubting you, Case Keenum. At this point, you've played enough quality games where you you have earned the right to be called a good quarterback by basically anyone who's been paying attention. Yeah, I I I, I mean he. He's got to keep it up for more than one season. That's my kind of thing. My right. you got to see that. him do it in the playoffs right. before you're really on board. But like right. he's, so a he's good... he 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 can be qualified as a good quarterback now. Um, 
that the running game, Latavius Murray is playing pretty well, McKinnon. and then they've got Thielen and Diggs on the outside, which are always and the defense. I've already I said the defense yeah. at the beginning of this long rant. Yeah. Um. So I would be scared. Yeah. They. I mean, they took out the Falcons. Falcons were hot. They do have at Carolina this week. They still have the Green Bay Packers on the schedule. Um, with Aaron Rodgers presumably coming back for that game. I think it's in Lambeau as well. So I do think that there's another loss or two remaining on their schedule, um, but they are a bona fide great team. Yeah. It's interesting because I think, you know, the, the teams that are going to end up with the highest seeds in the NFC, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Rams, and the Saints, all the division winners, three of them at least, not including the Saints, they're not proven playoff teams with their current ro- roster. And even the Saints have, what, maybe one or two holdovers. Breeze, yeah. obviously, the big one. Um, and Peyton's a holdover from the Super Bowl. But that's not like this young roster with a lot of good young contributing players have done anything in the postseason. Well, either. it's kind of what you like to see. You like to see the young talent in the NFL. Um, and how about the difference between the AFC and NFC this year? I mean, you could see it coming from a mile yeah. away. I think the AFC would have been bolstered a lot if Deshaun Watson had stayed healthy. Yeah. That would have given them three formidable, and not to mention their defensive line. The rest line. of the defensive yeah, line. Yeah, that, that would have made them a real formidable team. I mean, the Jaguars, they're, they're going to struggle with Blake Bortles um, in the postseason. The Titans have been bad. The Ravens are actually looking kind of hot right now. I think if you're the Patriots, that's a team you want to avoid. Sure. And the, the Joe Flacco machine comes yeah. in. Stabs Brady in the heart one more time. Yeah, in Foxborough. So yeah. that's a team they want to avoid. But now the AFC, I mean, it's you're you're gonna get a really horrendous Saturday afternoon wild card round <laughs> uh, game. Uh, whether it be, I, I guess at this point the winner of the AFC West is gonna be the four seed. So it'll be one of them versus yeah. the lo- the loser of the Jacksonville Titans division. So. That's that's not looking forward to those playoffs. Eh, any playoff football is good football, but but yeah. So we kind of hit on some of the main points um, of the past week and the upcoming weeks. So let's go through um, and let's just do a full out uh, playoff prediction. Kind of move through. Give me one through six in each conference, and then um, we'll pick you know just some of the games as we go. One through six in each conference. Okay, I I can do that for you. I'm gonna say Vikings one, Eagles two. Saints 3, Rams 4, Panthers 5, and who am I forgetting? Seahawks, Falcons, Packers. Right, Seahawks 6. No, sorry. Seahawks 5, Panthers 6. Okay. I'm going to go with the Eagles 1. I think they have a really good chance to win out. Uh, I'm going to do Vikings 2, Rams 3. They have the tiebreak over the Saints. Saints 4, Seahawks five, Panthers six. All right, so pretty similar. It's pretty, pretty similar, much. Uh, yeah. Same six teams, just flipped the top. Yeah, two. yeah. Okay, yeah. I think and we flipped the the Saints and the Rams. But was that, did I have Saints at three? Yeah. Okay. Um, forgot about that tiebreaker point. Always knowledgeable, man. Um, all right. So give me your six AFC. I'm gonna go with the Pats, the Steelers, the Jaguars, the Chargers, as I stated before. Mm-hmm. Um, number five will be the Titans, and six will be the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go same thing. Pats, Steelers, um, six or three will be the Jags. Four will be the uh, the Chargers. Five will be the Titans. And just looking through, I don't really have a way to mix it up. I mean, just for sake of it, I'll I'll put the Chiefs in at six. They gotta make up what one game one on game. the Ravens. It's possible. I'll, I'll put the Chiefs in at six. Ravens just so. do play the Steelers this week. So yeah. All right. So um, we'll just go through. We'll pick pick the games. Um. 
I don't know if we'll be able to do this when the postseason actually starts because Mike is going on a little, a little, little abroad, a little abroad to a different country. Um, so we'll just do this now, get it out of the way. Um, I'm gonna go with what my three v six would be: the Rams against the, Rams Panthers. Against the Panthers. Give me the Rams, yep. and then I'm gonna take the Seahawks to beat the Saints. Okay, I will take the Saints over. Ooh, yeah, I, I'll take the Saints over the Panthers and the Hawks over the Rams. Okay, I think. Okay, you may have switched those up, those matchups up. Oh, I did it right. Yeah, yeah. Seahawks. So, Panthers over the Rams, Hawks or, or Hawks over the Saints. Hawks over the Saints, Panthers over the Rams. Yep. Wow. Okay. Two wild card teams. All right, we'll thing. stick with the NFC then moving forward. So if I had the Rams and the Seahawks, then I will have the Seahawks. Jeez. This is, this is a lot tougher than we expected. No, 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 no. So no, you'll no. have your one. No, your no I, know, I know what I'm saying is I, what I'm upset about is I got the Eagles playing the Seahawks. Oh, who are you going to take? Fly Eagles fly at home. They're not losing a home game. And then I'm going to take the uh, blinded idiot. And then I'm going to take the Vikings over the Rams. Okay. Um, I will take the Vikings over the Panthers and the Hawks over the Eagles. Yeah, it's a bad pick. It's not uh, a bad pick. And then just one. I didn't 10. say it last time. I said Dallas in the Super Bowl. I thought Zeke was never <laughs> going to get suspended. It was a mistake. Um, the Eagles are now my pick to win, win the NFC. Okay, and I'll take the Hawks over the uh, Vikings. Oh, you're sticking with the Hawks. How oh. convenient. Oh, convenient. Look at How that. My all 267 pick all right, is the Seahawks. All right, so you lead us off in the AFC. <laughs> all right. Um, so my three team is the Jags. My six team is the Chiefs. I'll take the Jags in that game. Uh, my four team is the uh, Chargers. My five team is the Titans. I'll take the Titans. Two, two NFC, two AFC South. Um, I, I, the I, I, how badly do you think I want to pick the Ravens and then have them beating the Patriots? Pretty badly. I want to do it pretty badly. I don't want to knock them out. I, I'm going to go with the... Uh, the Ravens over the Jaguars, and then I'll take the, the Chargers to beat the Titans. Ravens over the Jaguars, Chargers over the Titans. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. Both teams I picked, you predicted to lose. Uh-huh. All right, so you now must, you, you must hate me. You got Yeah, that's it. You got the uh, the Pats against the Pats against the, the uh, Titans. The Titans yeah, and that would the be Steelers a, against the Jags. That'd be a cakewalk for them. So the Pats are in at, at one. Yeah. Um, I'll take I'll take the Jags. I'll take the Jags in into the AFC Championship game. They walked, they waltzed around with the uh, the Steelers last time, and I don't think anything will change. We did sleep on the Steelers because they do play New England at home next week. I, I just don't see them. They're going to lose game. it. They're going to lose yeah. a different game. Yeah. That's going to cost them. Um, so I will go with the Patriots over the Ravens, and I'll go with the. Uh, should I do it? Whatever you want, Mike. Now nah, I'm going to take the Steelers over the Chargers. Okay. I, I like the charges. It's not that much. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I'll take the Pats over the Jags. I'll, I'll see the Pats in the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to pick the Pats over the Hawks, actually. Uh, uh, go against my, my all 267 pick. I think the Eagles rebound this week against the Rams. Slaughter those guys. We roll into the playoffs. And we, we avenge 2004. I think this is the year. I, I really they got the quarterback, they got the defense, got the line. The Eagles, I should have said it a couple weeks ago. I should have said it at the beginning. The Eagles are gonna win the Super Bowl this year. There we go. It's tough. So we don't know if we're gonna be able to get an episode um to you guys next week. We do have the finals exam schedule and we'll be going home. But we are excited to announce that the SBS sports talk show for post week fifteen is moving to Connecticut. Connecticut. <laughs> uh, we are going to the Giants-Eagles game in New Jersey. 
Um, and we will record a likely to be Mike's final podcast post that game, post Eagles Hopefully win. Hopefully not real final, just final for a little bit. Final for a little bit. Final for the, the, the rest the of this school year. Yes. Yeah, so stay tuned for that one if we don't get one out in between. Um, and as always... Uh, thank you for listening. We love you guys. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. I'm shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 football. Tennis, hockey, golf, the game.